the podcast is evolving, I now have like an umbrella underneath Peace Talk, which I could have easily done like several different podcasts. And I, I, I found that to be a little counterproductive. So we do Peace Talk. Every Monday I have my wife on. We do uh, an episode called Marital Talk, where we do Marital Talk Monday. You know, she's she's a lot better on the podcast. Like when we first started. So you talk to your wife once a week is all. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> okay, you on fire. I like it. And then the Thursday episode, so I challenged myself to do two episodes a week, Monday and Thursday. So this episode, I'm going to go home, edit it. It'll be out on Thursday or tomorrow. Um, those are either solo episodes where I just talk and share comedy, you know, on the road stories. Um, I started doing something called Before the Stage, where, like, for example, Mason City Brewing, we'll get in the green room, we'll chit chat with everybody that's performing, then we jump on the stage. And then from time to time, I do interviews, kind of like what this setup is. And like, I have my kids, again, had Sharon Steckman on last season and, and uh, Police Chief uh, Jeff Brinkley. And from time to time, I like to talk to someone and sort of a profession and field, but that I don't that I, I don't know that much about. And part of this is me learning, but also just general information that maybe most people don't know, not aware. So, yeah, that's that's the idea. Sounds good to you. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So, hey, what's good? It's Day. And uh, if you're listening and you're like, hey, how can I support more? How can I? be a part of the magic in a bigger way than just listening to the pod regularly. That answer is become a sponsor. Very easy to do. And a lot of times people think you have to pay me hundreds of dollars. No, it's it's, it's just a couple of bucks a month. And you can kind of pick and choose if you want to sponsor my Monday marital talk with my wife. If you want to do the Thursday episodes, if you just want to sponsor a segment like Monica's question of the day or favorite things on the road, you can do that. Uh, if you just want a shout out, like, hey, shout me out. Um, I, you know, uh, I, I lost 70 pounds, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, uh, I just finally fit in my size five shoe, whatever it is. Like, uh, look, we can have fun. Uh, if you have a business, obviously, I'll read an ad uh, and support you in that way and more. So uh, I just wanted to come up here and say, hey, look, looking for sponsors. We off to a great start with season seven. And uh, if anybody wants to jump on, you are more than welcome. Hey, we are back. So we have a very special episode. I get to uh, sit down with a gentleman that I... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, listen, here's what's funny about this. I'll probably edit this out, but this gentleman knows microphones. He's around them. He, he's a public speaker. He's a public figure. Uh, does that say that on your link tree? I think so, yeah. <laughs> so, but he keeps breathing into the microphone uh, like he's Friday the 13th, like he's Jason. So uh, so I get a chance to talk to someone that, that I respect a lot, that I've known for I want to make you wear the headphones so you can hear what I'm hearing <laughs> when you breathe this way. <laughs> Sounds like my dog. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. None of that's uh, is gonna be good. Uh, good. <laughs> I'm the, it's gonna be the shortest episode I ever do, sir. Um, anyway, uh, I get a chance to sit down with someone that I respect a lot, that I've known, and not only have you been a huge supporter of mine, and not just from the comedy aspect. You you were a sponsor um, for a great deal of last season. Where uh, it's one of those things where you don't have to do it, but you do it. 
And I don't know if I ever have taken a lot of time to say I appreciate that and thank you. So, Well, you know, it's sort of like I, I like to just take things that I like and I see potential with and just, uh, you know, pour gasoline on the fire and make it bigger if I can, you know. That's an excellent way of looking at that. I like that. I think I wanted this episode to, to just be kind of an introduction of who you are, the, the, the role that you play in this city that you've been here for over two decades. And let's start here with, with the introduction of who you are. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm not a native Iowan, but uh, I feel like I'm a kind of an adopted Iowan. I, uh, I grew up in, I was born in Arizona, lived in California, uh, New York, uh, moved here from, I was living in Detroit and, uh, I got came here on my birthday in 2002 uh, to do a three week gig, and uh, here I am, 20, 20 some years later. Uh, I kind of fell in love with it out here. I uh, kind of was sick of city fighting for parking spaces and all the you know city stuff, and I uh, just lo- just love the people here, and uh, I just I stayed. We didn't we didn't get your name. I thought you were gonna start with Joshua. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah I do you do you prefer Josh or Joshua? I do prefer Joshua. I don't know why. You know. Yeah, Joshua. And last name is Masan. I uh, get I get Mason a lot, but it's got the extra S in there, so that yeah. makes it special. I was watching a video of you. Uh, you were on the news. And I think it was KIMT. I'm not sure, yeah. but they were like, we were just talking to Joshua Masses. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about that too is that you know when I. Uh, when you register for office, there's a space on there, a big space where they make you fill out a pronunciation, pronunciation. key for it. But yeah, it's like, why do I bother? <laughs> I don't know. It's for that reason. It, they, it goes out to all the press and they have right. it, but they, you know, whatever. What, uh, what kept you here? Honestly, a lot of it's the people. I just, I don't know. It feels comfortable here. It's I got everything I need. If I need city stuff, I can drive to Des Moines. I can drive to Minneapolis. I can drive to Omaha. I can drive to Chicago. You know, I can get what I can get that what I need. But then, I can just come home and relax. If someone is to introduce you, mm-hmm. do you what? What do you prefer? Is it? Filmmaker? Is it councilman? Is it? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's the, a good question. I don't but, know. What, what, when am I? I mean, you, have, I, you have a lot of accolades. Yeah, no. So I am a city councilman here. Uh, I am up for reelection this year. I, I've uh, I served a partial term and then a full term, and then now I'm up for reelection again. And uh, I got a competitor this time, so I got to kind of put some effort into it and uh, go and talk to people, knock on doors, and tell people you know what's about. And hopefully, I've done a good job the past four years. Don't like it, so I don't usually lead with that. I guess. I just, uh, I feel like I, I like to be an ambassador because I really do love this town. My day job is I'm, I'm what you would call an industrial nerd. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, do programming and project management for uh, automated equipment. I make it easier for the operators to use it, data integration, a lot of uber nerd programming <laughs> slash data science stuff. So we get a, where I work, we get a lot of people coming in from out of town, and I'm always the one that tells them, hey, you know, hey, you got to check out Northwest Steakhouse. Hey, there's a comedy show on, you know, the Friday at the brewery, nice. you know, there's, you know, so I'm always kind of the ambassador to this town and pointing out what there is to do in town. So, I mean, I just, I love being here. And then, uh, yeah, my passion really is, I mean, if I could do it for a living, I would, uh, is I am an independent filmmaker. I, I really, really enjoy it. Uh, I've made... Uh, six short films. I've done a couple of commercials. I've uh, been on a couple of movie sets from other people, and I'm kind of just a general ambassador for filmmaking here in town. Um, you know, I'm on the board for our Iowa Independent Film Festival, and I love to promote that. Love independent film. You know, people people get the wrong idea about 
independent film. A lot of people, when they hear it, is like, oh, it's just, you know, a bunch of teenagers out in the woods, you know, making some pseudo scary, <laughs> stupid zombie movie. And yes, that's what it was in the 80s. But uh, there are some great, great movies that just aren't made in Hollywood is all that really means anymore. And I really enjoy making them. I been doing it now and i'm been getting better and better at it and uh it's just a lot of fun it really is you've uh you've been like a producer's assistant executive producer or director you've you had a lot of different titles what role are you most comfortable with or you prefer well i i love directing because it's just right in the middle and you get to kind of drive the creative process and you know right in the middle of actually making the actual movie you know uh, i love being a writer though too but uh and i i think a pretty good writer and i have some i have some ideas and they're fun to write your ideas down being a writer has been more out of necessity than anything because i want to make movies but i'm always looking for great ideas other people have written so i could take their idea and make it into a movie and stuff like that because i know how to execute now i know how to make a a short film i know what i can and can't do i know how much it's going to cost that kind of stuff so i really like the directing part the editing part again is kind of you kind of get into editing hell a little bit you know when you're a movie maker you know what you you already have the it made in your head i know when I start writing it, I know what I want it to look like at the end. So I write it, and then I hopefully get it on film, and then you get into that edit process, and it just slows down, and you're just like, eh, eh. And it's like it's like chipping at a big rock with a little hammer, and you get, you know, it just <laughs> I get little by little, it takes the shape of that statue you could see in the rock, but it's yeah, no, it editing, takes a while. Editing is by Ooh. far the most strenuous part of. Yeah, again, I edit uh, each podcast episode, and I find that to be. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it takes longer than I always expect. Like, let me let me knock this out in like thirty minutes, and it's like an hour and a half later. And well, you know, the hardest part of editing actually is you hit it is sound editing is actually way harder than video editing and syncing it up. And yeah, everything. like you you're always making sure you got the right shot, right, and the right <laughs> visual, mm-hmm. and you can and there's stuff you can do, you know, to kind of <laughs> make it look artistic, right? But boy. If you don't get the if you don't get the audio, like uh like in this last movie I just did, I had what was the done, title? Yeah, uh, title is called Doom Days. It's a kind of post apocalyptic kind of, you know, all the technology in the world's been destroyed and you know all this stuff. Well, there's this one scene where this so this uh, the main uh, character is this this girl and she finds something in the junkyard and she brings it home and she's trying to hide it from her mother. Well, the way I originally shot it was she comes home. And she has this little conversation with her mother. Says, "You haven't been in the junkyard again, and and uh, you know, go to your room." And then she goes to her room and she she tinkers with what she found. Right? Well, it was slow. It was too slow the way I wrote it and the way we filmed it. So I ended up cutting it to where you just barely see her mother, and she goes right to her room, and then her mother yells after her. Well, the problem was we didn't we didn't record the mother's lines that way. We recorded <laughs> record, we recorded her lines as. As just a conversation, not a yelling after her. Right. So I'm like, shoot, and I didn't have act- I didn't have that actress anymore. So I'm like, ah, damn it, how do I do this? So I happen to have a friend of mine at work who kind of looks the same and kind of has the same voice as a woman. So I had her record 
the lines and I told her, pretend you're yelling at your kids or, you know, and I kind of <laughs> had to get her into the, so we re-recorded all those lines and I put her audio in and of course nobody knows and it, and it worked better. This, this is the movie magic that, yeah, that exactly. a lot of people you don't know. Nobody, you know, if I didn't tell you that, you wouldn't know. All right. Let me follow up with this. Uh, what, so I got two questions. What is, it has been your favorite project that you've worked on thus far? And then this is kind of a standard question. You may get a lot like, what is your favorite movie? And I want to preface that by saying, is there like, this is the best movie I've ever seen compared to this is my favorite? Hey, it's me, Dave Pease. I would love for you to come to a show and that might not be possible. Like I may be doing a show and it's not in your city or your state and you still want to listen to my comedy or watch my comedy. You can go on YouTube and watch my first comedy special, Peace of Mind, or you can listen to one of my two or both of my comedy albums that are streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, everywhere you listen to music. Uh I'm pretty hilarious, if I can be honest with you. And uh, I love putting out this work at this point in my career. And again, if you've never seen you, me live, just, you know, due to geography, uh, those are other ways that you can uh, listen to my comedy and let me know what you think. For example, m the best movie I've ever seen is The Shawshank Redemption think it's it's like a masterpiece but my personal favorite movie is harlem nights with richard Pryor and eddie murphy that movie is just again a personal taste but i absolutely love do you have a difference between a best movie and favorite or is that the same yeah no i i, I see what you're saying there's as a filmmaker i like to watch old movies because that's back when dialogue was important and they didn't have all these technical tricks you could do you know, so I'm like, well, I can do it like they did it. How did they do it? That's something I could pull off as an independent filmmaker, right? And so I love, like, Casablanca, for example, is, you know, one of my favorite ones to watch. But I think my all-time favorite movie, it's one of those movies where, you know, if I'm flipping through and it's on, I'm watching it. It doesn't matter what the hell I was doing. The Princess Bride. Really? Yeah, I just, <laughs> it's just so interesting. It's funny. It's got, you know... Um, <laughs> drama it's got and of course it's got Andre the Giant in it right I mean come on right and right. it's just it's just a fun watch I've watched a hundred times and it doesn't matter you know there's no wrong answers yeah. for this uh, yeah. and favorite project that you've worked on uh, I tell you this last project was a lot more fun because I felt uh, this last movie I just made was was my favorite because I feel like I'm getting more comfortable now. I know the mistakes I've made in the past. And yes, I'm still making mistakes, but I'm making new mistakes, which is always great, right? I actually got to, had to do some special effects for this one, for example, which I'd never had to do before. Um, and I, I felt a lot more comfortable. I had everything planned out a lot more. And so everything went a lot smoother. And I really, really liked the story. And the cast was really getting into the story. It's funny. When I originally concepted it, it was a literally like a two-minute short in one scene, right? Okay. And then once I – and I had cast in mind already. Once I started getting the cast together, the three people, they're like, well, what about this? And now they've got it. They they helped me expand it, and all of a sudden now it's a a TV show. Too. We, we, have, <laughs> we have two whole seasons of a TV show based on it. Lo uh, I love like it. already kind of planned out, you know what I mean? And so it's it's – and people just they really like the story and it's just it's and i like i said i've i've learned and i really think it came out better so i just really enjoyed it but and and also i've been accumulating some crew and the people that have helped me and so the the more people i have on set it, i can 
relax and do the direct director stuff instead of having to move the camera and worry about the lights and worry about his food here is you know and all this you know all this stuff and so i had more people helping me and uh so it was yeah just i just really enjoyed it and it came out well yeah i think people underestimate how important it is to have a team Mm -hmm. have people kind of aligned on the same vision of trying to make something that way people can be at their best because i know personally when i'm a comedian I love just being a comedian as opposed to when I produce a show where I have to be a host and a producer and kiss baby, shake hands, and then also perform. So I I very much understand that. I want to go back to, you mentioned it, and I wanted to spend a little bit more time on the Iowa Independent Film Festival. You have been a part of this. Yeah, so we have a good time. It's a lot of work. We start uh, start in January every year accepting, uh, but... It's pretty much a year-round project because we have to, like right now, we just finished our 16th season, but now we already have to decide, okay, are we adding categories for next year? Are we cutting categories out? What's our prize pool for next year? Um, What do we need to do differently? You know, and there's stuff that we have to start now. And then in January... Uh, you know, we already started, well, who do we get for a host next year? Who do, you know, are we changing venues? Are we, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so in January, we start accepting um, new movies. Uh, and we, we accept them from all over the world. Uh, we Everything's electronic now and on the internet uh, through what's called Film Freeway. And uh, so we get, uh, this year we had from 14 different countries. Um, you know, we get all kinds of random stuff. We, we're a pretty general one, meaning we accept experimental music videos, (laughs) short ones, long ones, documentaries. Uh, We get a wide variety of stuff. And, and, and so uh, then we watch them over the, over the whole year and it takes, you got to keep up with it too. Otherwise they pile up and all of a sudden you, you know, you're behind, you look one weekend. Oh my God, we got 14 submissions this weekend. And now I've got three hours worth of movies (laughs) to watch. You know, there's, there comes a time toward, End of June, which is when we in, end of June is where we stop taking submissions for the year. Where you know you're a little behind, and you know, hey, look, this new blockbuster's out. Well, I gotta watch independent <laughs> movies, man. And there, look, let me let me just say, we are we are a competitive festival. We never accept more than a third of the movies. I always tell people we watch them all, so you don't have to. Wow. So by the time we show them at our festival, it's only never uh, it's two thirds of them didn't make it in. Uh, we only showed the best third of them wow. at the most, and we also are we have categories, but we don't we don't care what the categories are as far as when we're meeting to decide what gets in. We just decide on the best. And for example, we have a category for student films that's like five bucks cheaper, but we don't give them any slack as far as if a student film makes it into a festival. That's because it made it in as a movie, not because ah it was all right for a student film. Gotcha. And especially this year, the students really knocked it out of the park uh they did some really great student films this year that was probably our strongest category but there could come a year where we we look at the categories oh huh no student films this year just it Mm. just depends what's what are ways people can and i know this is probably uh you know hey the film festival's coming up we need sponsor but this is probably something people can can participate in all year is there sure yeah what are ways that people can sort of get involved well you know what we're really looking for is you know in the end, we want butts in the seats. You know, we love people to come and give it a shot. You know, y- you know, buy a ticket or, you know, if you're not sure, you know, talk to me. We'll get you some tickets and just come and try it out. And uh, pretty much everybody I've ever given tickets to, 
they they keep coming. So we're building every year. You know what I mean? They give it a shot. We, you know, we for your ticket, you also get a free meal on Saturday, and uh, usually there usually there's some. You know, at one of the after parties, there's a free drink. And so, you know, the cost of your $30 ticket, you get two days worth of movies. Plus, you you know, we have a Thursday night, which is local filmmakers night. People can come and just watch. That's free. Even without a ticket, you can come see what the local people are doing. That's all movies that were made in either Saragodro or a one-county area. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have about two and a half hours worth of stuff there. And, uh this year we had like 150 people there for the local filmmakers night. It was fantastic. Wow. Yeah. That, that sounds and, amazing. Uh, so we're just, we're, we're, uh, yes, uh, we get sponsorships because it takes some money to run this stuff. It's all run by volunteers, but there's still expenses on other stuff. We got to, we got to rent the places where we show the movies. There's uh, postage, there's buying the awards and, you know, so there's still stuff we get, you know, funding from, you know, the people that submit movies, you have to pay to submit submit movies. So we're also looking for, we're looking for all of it. We're looking for, hey, if you're a filmmaker, um, submit your movie because the more movies we get, the the more better movies we get. That's just how it goes. You know what I mean? So submit, We you know, if you want to be a sponsor, you get free tickets for your sponsorship. You also get in our program and we talk to you, you know, give a shout out on Facebook and, uh, it's a lot of good stuff. We're also looking, we could always use some more manpower as far as volunteers. If you really love making movies or you like watching movies, uh, if you love watching movies especially, uh, you can do as little or as much as you want. If you just want to watch movies, that's great. If you love, you know, doing stuff and you want to volunteer and you want to meet some, because we also, one of our things that we do is we also invite all of the filmmakers are um, invited to come and at the end of each block any of the filmmakers that are there get to talk about their movie and people love asking questions like how did you come up with this idea how long did this take to make what are you working on next and so uh, we get a lot of directors every year that come to talk about their movies um, we've had them come from this year we had our third time we've had somebody come from England to talk about their movie um, we've had them come from Iowa yeah. <laughs> we had one come from a couple years ago we had one come from South Korea we've had them come from New York City from Florida um, Los Angeles Seattle Toronto uh, from everywhere so that's we pretty, get them from all over so that's it's, pretty big it's a good time we have uh, some great mixers that are a whole lot of fun all right, let me uh, let me just ask this, and then I want to I want to get back to the city council. Uh, I was in a movie once; it was an independent one. It it never got released, but the process of being on a set sort of changed the way I look at. Like I'm always continuity is always mm-hmm. like it's super important to me. So like the glass was half full in this scene, and the next scene it's all like I'm I'm always constantly looking for those things. So number one. When you watch a movie, do you have a notepad? Do you have a pen? Or do you immediately write or jot down your opinions? And then the second thing is, how how does, like, what advice would you give to a filmmaker, whether they're new or have been around for a long time, as far as submitting and getting picked? Like, how do you put the best mm-hmm. film out? Yeah, so those are good, great questions. So um, I think when I'm watching movies, it depends. If I'm watching movies for a film festival, I I, I like to watch movies knowing as little as possible about them. I like to watch them as blank as possible. So, like, I will purposely avert my eyes and just hit play and go full screen and watch it. I don't even watch if it's a documentary. I don't care if it's a student film. I want to watch it blank and just get the experience of it. And I try to shut my brain off and not notice things, you know what I mean, to kind of – because the number one thing I'm looking for is, did I enjoy the story? Did something happen? You want to be immersed. You want to forget yourself. You want to forget – I feel like – a good movie watching experience should be like you're intruding. Like, Ooh. like 
you feel like you're you're spying through through a through a window. I like that. You know what I mean? And, that, yeah, and that yeah, yeah. it should feel like that to me. That's what I I want. That's that feeling I want. That's what I'm looking for. That experience. I, I and I, and so anything that takes you out of that experience is is the thing. And the, you know the number one thing we see with independent films is sound. Uh, a lot of beginning filmmakers think they have to have a fancy camera. They'll spend five thousand dollars on a camera and zero dollars on on sound <laughs> equipment, and it sounds like garbage. <laughs> Looks great, but sounds like garbage you know what i mean and it and it it they say uh you know watching a movie is like 70 percent audio it's weird it's a visual medium but our, we're f- a lot more forgiving visually than we are audio if we, if if you're watching a scene and the audio level somebody's having a conversation and the audio level changes when they change views for example like one's loud yeah, one's yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. or you hear a hiss in one and not in the other or you know what i mean it's oh. it's bad audio is the number one thing and then number two is the ones that pain me the most are somebody that Spent a lot of money, did it, did everything right. They, it looks great, and you can hear the conversations, but nothing happens. Like we get a <laughs> lot of movies where, like the visuals are great, and you know the angles are great, and the acting's pretty good, and the sound, but it's like, like it's about twenty minutes long, and they're at a party, and at the end you're like, wait, what? That was a good party we went to, right? It was like <laughs> nothing happened. They had you know good what I mean? chips and dip. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> That to me is a travesty because I'm like you wasted such good that's- visuals and effort and sound and but nothing happened. So you got that's the thing. If it's a good story, we're forgiving of those things. All right. So my last question for you is: I want to go back to becoming a city councilman. I, if you can, can you kind of talk about what what your job is or your duty? But more importantly, like what made you even interested in, in pursuing that and, and becoming so active in the community right so so i've always been a curious person uh you know it's sort of like how i became a filmmaker for example i was like i like watching films but how do they do that and you know i've made like video games i i'm like how do they make video games so that's like i always made my own video games so then i started thinking about you know all this stuff happens around town and i'm like how do you find out what's actually coming in your town how do you find out what's going on in town and i'm like well Okay, the city council decided that. Well, where do they meet? I looked into that. And so I started going to city council meetings. And for nine months, I sat in the audience and, you know, um, listened to what they were saying. And, you know, once in a while, if there was something I had something to say, I would go up to the podium and talk and I'd express my opinion. And the person who represented my ward uh, decided not to run anymore. And I'm like, People ask me, said, you should run. And I'm like, why? I'm just here to find out what's going on around town. And, you know, it took a couple tries, but I uh, figured out what I was doing. And now I've been on the city council. I had, uh, uh, I ran for one partial term and then I ran for one full term. And then uh, now I'm up for re-election again. And I just, I like it because I like to represent people. I like to, people to know who they're getting. I'm a, I'm a very open uh, straightforward person. What you see is what you get. I don't like when, even when I go out door knocking, I don't dress up in a suit. I don't, uh, I, you know, I dress like I do, you know, at city council meetings, I dress like I came from work cause I did, you know what I mean? And I, I, I'm always, this is what you see. And I'll ask questions. I think of myself on the city council as the person who's not afraid to ask the dumb questions. So it was at this point that the podcast cut out. <laughs> we had, uh, audio issues and, he gave this very long but etiquette answer, <laughs> and I had to cut it all because you you couldn't hear it. Unfortunately, uh, I have to end the podcast there. Just wanted to say again, thanks for making time and, and coming on the pod. I hope it was worth your time, and 
uh, personally as someone that that appreciates you as not only a friend but just getting to know you it's been a great relationship and i appreciate the continued support and i wish you luck for the upcoming election and ultimately just the things that you do we didn't even talk about him being uh, a great husband i do this toys for tots show that I've, I've been doing for the last six years and he doesn't have any kids but he always shows up with the biggest bag of toys to donate and <laughs> he's a he's a pretty special dude so uh shout out to joshua masan for for again coming on and again if if you want to get active in your community there are things like you know going to board meetings and just sitting down and kind of getting a little bit more knowledgeable about all the things that are happening right in your own backyard. So.